Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I mean, who's got it better than us? Not bad. We're just talking off air. Weather's turning. Summer's on the way. About to have some day basketball for conference tournaments in the NCAA tournament. And baseball's in the air. Love it. I know somebody that does have it better than us. Right now, at least. Neil Walker. Neil Walker's always had it better than us. Hometown hero. Going to the playoffs with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and he joins us right now on the fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. Yeah, tough job you've got, Neil. You got to watch baseball the last two days and make some money, huh? <laughs> well, hey, you know, I hit some golf balls last night. Is that, is that huh. add or subtract to, the, to, to, to how nice it might be? But, I would uh, say it adds. It yeah, adds. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, we got we got a night we got a beautiful day down here. Nine nine a.m. sixty two degrees here in in Bradenton. Nice game. Uh, you know, I got an hour drive up to Dunedin though. Not terrifically excited oh. about that. Yeah, people are going to be real real feeling sorry for you, Neil, about your hour long drive. I just drove to Uniontown and back yesterday in forty two degree weather, down fifty one. You think that was fun? Neil Walker Jeez. joining us here on the Fan Morning Show, which is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Okay, so O'Neill Cruz, Neil. He makes his spring training debut yesterday, goes 0-for-1, turned a double play. Uh, how long is it going to take him to get up to midseason form, if you will, and how should the Pirates approach getting him back there? Like, How much do you think he needs to play? Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny you ask that because that, as, the, as the game was going on yesterday, uh, we had Derek Shelton on in the fifth inning or so, and that was the first thing that popped into my mind was, asking him and, 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 and kind of knowing the answer, but uh, I thought it was an interesting question just for the viewers and, and for my own uh, purposes to see if uh, what I was thinking was did, did or didn't match up. And for me, the biggest thing, if you miss the, if you end the, the previous season or you miss a significant amount of time and you go into the off season and whether you play winter ball or you don't play winter ball or play in the Arizona fall league, whatever that may look like, especially if you have a lower body injury as a position player or an upper body injury a shoulder or elbow injury as a as a pitcher uh those first few those first few weeks of spring training when you get into the games are obviously much much different than say uh your live batting practice or 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 bullpen sessions 
or, you know, even, even pitching in, in winter ball or trying to build up in the offseason because once you get fans in the stands, once you get the juices flowing a little bit more, your body reacts much, much differently. As a hitter, your, your obliques and your core uh, act differently than taking even swings in a batting cage or, or in live batting practice. It's just the nature of the beast. So for me, yesterday was a good jumping point for him. We saw him move around laterally, laterally pretty well uh, in the field. He had two at-bats. Uh, one was unfortunately cut short by a pitch clock violation. Uh, right off the bat, he, fa- he was facing lefties. I mean, he's, he's going to have to kind of check off some of these things. And, and for me, uh, as much time as he missed last year and the fact that he, was, he didn't play really any winter ball, he's going to probably need 40-plus at-bats this spring, and, and that's exactly what Derek Shelton alluded to, was that you know he's going to be on his regular scheduled uh, fielding thing and, and being in spikes and moving around and all those things are very important for a position player. But also, they're going to find ways, whether it's in, in the DH role or whether it's uh, you know on, on the backfields uh, in the middle part of spring training just to gobble up an extra handful of the bat. So I would venture to say that between himself and, 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 and probably Henry Davis, you're going to see those guys most likely get the most at bats in spring training. Now, how, all the guys. How much stock uh, can we put into spring training? And not really with the team. I mean, it's just, you know, it's preseason. It, it doesn't matter. Like if you lose five nothing or if you win six nothing, that doesn't matter. Obviously for spring training, but for like individuals, for somebody like O'Neill Cruz, if he has an unbelievable spring, like can can he ride that into the regular season, or does it really change that much once you know the the opening day hits? Yeah, I, I think that. I think the biggest thing for, uh, you know, externally outside of the individual O'Neill Cruz and then within his own mind, the biggest, the number one thing is obviously health. Uh, if he feels confident and, and if he's at, even if he's, it feels like he's at 85% by the end of spring training, which he wouldn't tell you that, but internally he, he's going to know, Hey, am I getting out of the box? Okay. Do I feel explosive? Is this, is this ankle recovering? Uh, pretty good on a day-to-day basis. That's number one. And, and then number two, you know, how am I seeing the ball? Am I making good, uh, good swing? Um, you know, uh, am I swinging at the pitches I should be swinging that, that I'm accustomed to swinging at? Am I staying in the zone? Am I finding the barrel? Is my timing, my rhythm where I want it to be? Those are the most important things for a player as spring training goes along. And, of course, those last two weeks of spring training when you start to play back-to-back games or three days in a row and you're, you're stacking up, you know, 10, 12, sometimes 15 at-bats over the co- course of three or four days, that's when you really feel that rhythm come and go. And, you know, if he were to get to that point and, you know, internally in his mind be like, oh, geez, I've just played three days in a row and the season's six days away from now, uh, you know, maybe I need to spend more time in the training room to get to get right, uh, which, like I said, you're, you're, you're never going to hear that from him. You're never, you're never going to see that externally, but that may, that may be something that, that he has to monitor uh, you hope that's not the case. You hope with this amount, the amount of downtime that he had in the offseason and the buildup that he had that, um, that he's going to be okay. But I, I, for, for him and for uh, most of the established big league guys, uh, you know, throw, the, throw those numbers out the window. I'm going to be, for him in the batter's box, I'm going to be watching more closely. Number one, does the swing look like it's, it's, it's where we expected it to be and what we're uh, accustomed to? Is he handling the strike zone? Is he finding the barrel? And then the last piece for me is that how does he look against left-handers later on in spring training? Is he, is he staying in there on those sliders down and away, uh, or, or is he look uncomfortable in the batter's box? Because 
as we know, uh, we're going to most likely go as O'Neal Cruz, as, as Key Brian Hayes, as Brian Reynolds goes on the offensive side of things. So for him to be firmly supplanted in that one-two spot in the lineup, that's going to be of mass importance. How about Henry Davis? I know that what Ben Sherrington said to you guys on the TV side yesterday drew the ire of many Pirates fans saying that he'll be competing for that second catcher's role. But, you know, I don't view it that way, Neil. I'd be disappointed, obviously, if he got sent down to AAA, but is there any reason why he couldn't catch a couple of times a week at the big league level and then you find him at bats from time to time in right field and a designated hitter? Yeah, this is such a polarizing situation. And, and, uh, you know, in, in my mind, the first two days of spring training, although it's early, my mind gravitated toward the second base situation the health of O'Neill Cruz and um, and the catching situation with Henry Davis. And, and like you said, Ben alluded to the fact that he has money grand golf. He's healthy. He's on the team. He's your veteran presence guy. He's your Austin Hedges per se. That um, what it seems like he's going to be getting the bulk amount, uh, amount of work as it sits today. Now, of course, things can change. Uh, you know, Henry, in my opinion, is gonna, you're going to see him in spring training action every other day. Uh, whether it's catching or I believe today he's DHing, so you're going to see him kick back and forth between catching. It sounds like they're doing a, a, a making a concerted effort uh, before games if he's not playing in the game to catch live bullpens to make sure he's catching the, the major league relievers and starters. Make sure he's getting in tune with those guys. For for me, I, I just continue to compare Henry Davis to Adley Rushman, right? The the, the one one catcher. The most, in my opinion, the most important position on the field that gets no glamour. If that, if you have an Adley Rushman, if you have a guy that is capable of of handling the pitching staff on the catching and defensive side of things, and he's able to, to he doesn't have to be your number three or four hitter. He doesn't have to be Buster Posey. He doesn't have to be Yadier Molina. But if if you put that much stock into a guy, you know, at least in my mind, I'm expecting this this guy to be. The, the, a core piece of this organization, this team, moving forward and hopefully moving forward into the uh, into the turn where things are going in the right direction. So uh, it, it's hard to answer the question directly because when I really look at the bulk of things with Henry Davis, he only had 500 at bats in, 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 in his minor league career. Right. When he came up last year, he played right field. He DH'd a little bit. So there, there really is a lot that still needs to be uh, kind of ironed out and the transition to the big league level. And like I said, for a catcher, it's even more difficult because on a day-to-day basis, there's nobody that, that, ha- that is receiving and, 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 and putting more, more work into their day-to-day routine than a catcher because he's obviously dealing with the pitchers and then he's dealing with the hitting side of things. So there's a lot that, that goes into it. I, I wouldn't say I would be disappointed if he weren't the bona fide number one at the end of spring training. But I don't think we're far off. And whether that is he's catching once or twice a week and, and we're finding it bats for him at the big league level, or maybe they say, hey, we need you to go down to, 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 uh, to AAA at least for a short period of time and catch five days a week. We're not sure what that looks like. But, you know, I just keep coming back to the, to the Adley Rushman model. Yeah. This, is your, this is your 1-1 guy. This is your guy you paid, uh, you know, almost $10 million to. We, we need this guy – to eventually be the player that we expect him to be. Neil, this was awesome, man. I'm so sorry you have to make that hour-long drive today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, guys, hang in there. You know, I I know it can be tough, (laughs) 40-degree weather up there at this time of year, 
but we'll be thinking of you guys nonetheless. Thanks, Thanks Neil. Neil. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully. All right, guys. See ya. Take care. That is Neil Walker. The thing I took away from that answer was not far off either way mm-hmm. for Henry Davis. Mm-hmm. You know, he he thinks even if they sent him down that it wouldn't take long for him to be back up. I'd still hate that. But what would they send him down for if it doesn't take long? Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I get what, what you're saying there, but what's the point if it's not going to be long for him to come back up? What does he need? He doesn't need retooling. He doesn't need to get his confidence back. That's usually when you send a guy down and bring him back, right? Yeah, I mean, that's why I'd hate it, though. I mean, that's why I'd be mad about it, right? Because you either, you either learn this staff or you don't. Being at AAA... Showing you can catch every day is one thing, but learning that staff means when you come up here, there's going to be another hard learning curve because you're going to learn those guys. They come up here and have to just play them two or three times a week at catcher and then find other ways to get them in the lineup. I think we figured that out. It's 9-12. It's time to stop blindly paying those increasing auto and home insurance premiums. Contact the Buell Insurance Agency in Gibsonia and see what they can do for you. Coming up next, sometimes... You just got to tip your cap to sports, don't you? One of the great sports moments, I think, in recent history happened yesterday. We'll play it. We'll talk about it. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. One of the great moments, I think, in recent sports history happened yesterday. If you're one for sentimentality. We'll get to that coming up in a moment. Buckos take on the Blue Jays today in spring training. And we never want to go too head over heels and break it down spring training. But I think it's pretty big today for one specific reason, Doran. Rowanzi Contreras takes the hill. Mm-hmm. I know everyone wants another starter. I want another starter. You want another starter. Everyone wants another starter because we feel like the Pirates can legitimately contend if they round out that starting rotation. Okay, they haven't. So, how are you going to round it out? Rowanzi, Ortiz, Priester. I'm going to pay close attention to their starts. Even if he gives up a couple runs... I want to see that his velocity's back up. Right. Because that was a deal with him last year. And then too much flat stuff in the middle of the plate. But he wasn't throwing as hard as he was initially. You could not have told me, man, 
prior to last season that Rowanzi Contreras was going to blow up. No chance. I wouldn't have bought that for a second. I thought he was going to be a mainstay. So I still, I'm a big believer in him. I hope he can figure it out. Today would be a big step in that direction. And the confidence, too. Like you say the velocity. I'm going to say confidence. And if he does give up some runs, can he fight back and get back on the same path mm-hmm. or get on that, you know, that normal path of him pitching? I think that that was probably the issue. Like, once, you know, in, in sports, like, once you get into the dumps, it's hard to get out. And the ones that do get out are usually the ones that are successful. And last year, he just would try and try and try, and then it was just too late. It spiraled on him. It just spiraled. You just hope that he could build up that mental – capacity that if things do go wrong and it's so early right now I'm not saying now I'm saying eventually whenever the season starts if things do go wrong can he fight his way out of that mm-hmm. and then you'll have some you know who should really put his arm around him yep. is Mitch freaking Kelly yes sir hey hey man I've been there yes I've stunk it up before too but I believed in myself they believed in me I could get it done say the same thing to Ronzi and he should see that and he should see that a guy just got handsomely rewarded for turning his career around, and whatever it took off the field, it's the between-the-ear stuff mm. on the field. You're right about that. He's got the stuff. Yeah. There's no question he's got the stuff. And if he can be, man, if he can be close to what he was before, you really do have a shot to be pretty good. Because Dowry Moretta pitched yesterday. You think about this ro- this bullpen. Oh. You know, best, he, in the, best in the league. It could be. I mean, he he's was an afterthought for me because you've got – Aroldis Chapman, and you've got David Bednar, and you've got Mdlinski, whose name I always Holderman. mispronounce, and Holderman, and those are your four, you think, horses. <laughs> wait, wait, what was his name? I, ca- I always call him Mdlinski. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mdlinski? Yeah. That, is that how you say it? I think so. Oh. I mean, those four are really good, and Moretta last year, when his slider was going, he was... On fire. Oh, he was tough to hit, man. So you see what this bullpen can be. If one of those three guys... More would be great. If one of those three guys could take a step forward to taking a rotation spot coming out of spring, that goes a long way into determining whether this team can contend or not. All right, how about this yesterday? Patrick Kane won three championships with the Chicago Blackhawks. Now he goes to a hated rival, the Detroit Red Wings. Those teams used to get after it when they were in the same division. He goes to the Red Wings. Over time, this happens. Shoot, save, rebound, save. Oh, look out to break it. First of all, 28 points in 27 games. Maybe the Penguins should have given him a call. Yeah. I mean, coming in halfway through the season, maybe you give that guy a call. That guy would probably help out a little bit. But here's the wild thing. So he goes, he plays in Chicago, his return to Chicago, where they honored him. Wins the game in overtime on a breakaway where you knew he was going to score. And then the most amazing thing happened. They hate the Red Wings. Mm -hmm. Standing ovation. Mm -hmm. The place erupted when he scored. And it kind of hit me. I know Crosby said he wants to be here forever. But, like, what if Crosby wound up saying, you know what, we're not contending, trade me, help the rebuild, winds up with the New York Rangers or something? Because it would have to be a team that you don't like. Winds up with the New York Rangers, comes in, scores a goal at PPG Paints Arena to win. You think he'd get that same send-off? Because they've done the whole Flurry thing, where they love Flurry and they honor Flurry. And I, I've seen people wear Mark Andre Flurry Vegas gear. I've seen people in the stands of Mark Andre Flurry Minnesota Wild gear. If it's Crosby and it's the Rangers and he scores and he beats you, do you think he gets the standing O? Ah. Uh. 
Because Ma- oh, Patrick Kane is their Crosby. I mean, yes, him and Taves were the straw that stirred that drink for a dynasty in Chicago. And Crosby's that, and then some, because he's a top five player of all time. I just wonder how it would be received. I don't like that. I would honor him. I would, I would stand up and clap for him, give him a standing ovation prior to the game. When they show the montage during the game, I would stand up. But if he beat my team, you'd be in such a just influx. Everybody oh, would just suck. be it just uh, wouldn't know how to feel. Your mind, you'd be warped. Your mind would be warped. There it'd was make a, you want to puke. It'd make you want to puke. There was a little eh, on a smaller scale situation that happened this year that was somewhat like that when James Conner came back. I saw a lot of James Conner. What he had a hundred yards rushing. He had two touchdowns against the Steelers. And I saw a lot of people on social media say, "I'm happy for James Conner." And then bleak the Steelers. Like, Steeler fans. Well, we kind of saw this, but different, when Crosby scored the golden goal against the United yes. States. Yes, 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 yes. I remember I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings, and some guy, because you hear the, the goal call, Crosby scores! And some jerk-off goes, yeah! Oh! <laughs> like, like, he's conditioned to Crosby scores, I'm excited. The way I would look at it is, if the Rangers are going to beat the Penguins in this weird hypothetical and Crosby's on the Rangers, I guess I would rather it be him mm-hmm. than Chris Kreider or Artemi Panarin or name Ranger here. But I wouldn't cheer. If Cheering for the opposition's just a, a very bizarre thing to me. No matter who's, who's on the other side. When it's orchestrated, you want to honor your guy, totally cool with it. When my team just lost because of that guy, I think I think I'd probably boo before I cheered. I think I would boo Sidney Crosby before I would cheer in that circumstance. I don't think you would. I, I definitely. I don't cheering. think you would do anything. I think you'd probably put your head down and walk out. It's probably one of the worst sports situations you could be <laughs> I in. I know I've concocted a terrible situation in my head. It's here. a very bad. I mean, it's a very tough situation. I will say, pretty classy by Chicago fans. Yeah. But the roar of the crowd when that guy scored. Now, they're terrible. So they probably, these fans who went there, they want to see Connor Bedard. They went for this spectacle. They want to see Kane's return. I mean, I what, they got 33 points or something in the standings. They're objectively horrendous. But I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to that. I think it's, a, it's a, you know, a place mentally where you know that you have Bedard where you can move on and accept the past. And he's a part of the past, and he comes back and he wins, and Bring some nostalgia back just for the things that he did whenever he was with Chicago. It's like, yeah, I guess I could cheer for a guy that brought so much joy for us. And, and simultaneously, we know we have that guy again, and we'll have that guy in Bedard for many, mm-hmm. many years. So I could see in that situation, but if you like didn't have Bedard and you stunk, I, I don't know if you could cheer. It lessens the blow. Yeah. It lessens the blow when you've got the next one. Right? Whenever the, the appointed next guy who's going to lift the Stanley Cup in your mind is there. Yeah, sure. I just, I don't like rooting for the opposition. When it's choreographed, fine. Organically, I think my reaction would be to boo, or at very least, just not do anything. What do you think? 412-928-9370. The text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And you can tweet us, brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Speaking of Sidney Crosby, the Flyers, well, he's their daddy. A virtuoso Crosby performance yesterday that has us asking a key question. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, 
like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All Crosby does is score against the Philadelphia Flyers. I, I, I signed into my Twitter yesterday, and I see death taxes, death taxes, death taxes, and Sidney Crosby. Yeah, I'm a little Flyers. annoyed by that, frankly. Yeah, me too. Because I did that. I said death taxes, and Crosby, and then I typed some profanity about the Flyers. And then I was going back through tweets. You know how Twitter does the goofy thing where you see all the old tweets mm-hmm. if you don't click over on the tab? I saw Pony tweeted it like three hours before me, and I'm guessing we weren't alone. You know, great minds think alike, though, they say, Doran. He's got 130 points in 87 career games. Perfect number for him against the Philadelphia Flyers. No player has ever done more. I think when when I think of Sidney Crosby's career, you know, I'm going to think about 09. I'm going to think about 16. I'm going to think about 17. I'm going to think about Conn Smythe trophies and lifting the cup over his head. But the next favorite thing about him for me, not even the off-the-ice greatness, that he's just this genuine guy. No, no, no. It's going to be his dominance over the Flyers. Mm-hmm. You know how I feel about rivals of my team. I don't like Pitt. I like a lot of Pitt people. I hate the Flyers more than anything on this earth. Hate them, hate them, hate them. For reasons like we saw yesterday, there's the beautiful open ice hit by Jansen Harkins that is clean, clean, clean. Slow it down, speed it up, watch it full speed. There ain't nothing wrong with that hit. But loser DeLaurier... Feels the need he has to fight the entire Penguins team because, oh, God forbid, there's an open ice clean hit in the game of hockey. And they've done that forever. They'll hit you dirty. The second you hit a guy hard, clean, oh, God, how dare you? We're the rough and tumble Philadelphia Flyers, Broad Street Boys. I hate them. So when I think about Crosby's greatness, I'll always think about him dominating the Flyers. But this begs a question. They've now won two in a row. The power play actually, Doran, I don't. Signs of life. Mm-hmm. You got six games left before the deadline. Does this change anything for you? No. Well, I mean, change what? In in, in respect to selling. Selling? No, I think that you stay. You don't do anything? Nope. Really? Yep. What if they lose a few games before the deadline? Because that's where I am. 
Like, I don't think under any circumstances they should be quote-unquote buyers. I don't think you want to sell more assets for a team that, let's face it, I mean, they're not winning the Stanley Cup. Maybe, 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 maybe they could make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're not winning the Stanley Cup. If they go 6-0 and before the deadline, if they go 5-1 and before the deadline, I would consider standing pat with the exception of Gensel. I think you have to move Gensel. It's your one shot to maybe recoup some legitimate assets. You're not going to pay him $11.5 million, $12 million for the next eight years anyhow. I think you trade him either way. If you suck before the deadline, I'd consider moving Jari. I'd consider if he's healthy, moving Rust, Raquel. We all know the names. Time, I think, is, is the thing here. If you're Dubas, wait and see. You don't have to trade any of these guys right now. And if you're going to win some hockey games and put yourself in the fight, they're not out of it in the standings. They're not. They've got games in hand. If they win their games in hand, they'll be in a playoff spot. I think you just sit tight. Yeah. And if you're out of it at the deadline, or if the math is caught up to you at the deadline, then you sell it, guys. There's no need to do it today. There's no need to do it tomorrow. Just wait and see. Yeah. But by no means should you be buying. I'd be very patient. But I, I'm not with you with the – if they do lose, I'm not with you with the Jari thing, though. You'd hold on to Jari, on come Jari. hell or high water. Yes. Because I think that – and you laid it out early if you want to go back on the app and listen, but you laid it out perfectly earlier. Uh, Dubas's thing hasn't been acquiring good goaltenders. And you found something in, and you have something in Jari. Do you really want to restart that clock to try to find the next one? And you have to have a lot of faith with the guy that's in you know, AHL, the, the AHL yeah. that could be a guy. And I don't know if you really want to put yourself in that situation. Yeah, Dubas has done a bad job acquiring goalies. It was his downfall in Toronto. He actually seems to have hit lightning in a bottle here with Jari and Ned. And so if you trade Jari, now you got to start over and you're going to ask the guy that sucked at acquiring goalies to then do it again. Yeah, I I would only trade Jari. And Elliot Friedman said, he's a big-time hockey insider in Canada, he said that they're listening on Jari. I would only trade him if you were absolutely blown away by the offer. But again, I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. There's no need to make any determination apart from Gensel right now. You can have the framework of deals in place and you can tell these teams, hey, yeah, Rust is available if we're XYZ number of points out, but there's no need to pull the trigger right now. And and as for Gensel, I'd probably even wait on trading him too, even though I think that they absolutely will and should move him. I'd wait until the deadline because I think it could maybe, maybe, maybe hurt the room if you trade him, like, tomorrow. You know, you still got six games before the deadline. I just wait until March 8th. Wait until 8th, because if you trade him now, you could maybe torpedo the confidence that you've got in your room. Right, yeah, you would you would halt that momentum that you just kind of scrambled to get for two wins. Right. right. Long-winded, but I, I guess my whole point is, don't do anything until the 8th. If I had to just put my guess on it, I think that they do not trade Gensel. Really? Yeah. The asking price is reported to be very high, as it should be. They're not going to sign him to that long-term deal, though. Like that, they're just not going to do that. And I could, I could, I could see the logic in if you win five of these next six, and then Gensel comes back on the tenth when he's eligible to return. You say, "All right, forget any get, getting any assets for him. We'll have money to spend this off-season because we won't pay him, and we'll look at the asset as." him helping us on our final push here to make the playoffs. And I see that logic. I just wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I want a first-round pick. I want a good player, and I want a prospect. And if you get that, you pull the trigger, in my opinion. 
Coming up next, that's right, I said it, brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Reserve your consultation today at awaken180weightloss.com. One of the youngsters on staff had a career moment, I think, over the weekend, Doran. We're going to play that moment, and then I think he kind of stepped in it a little too. We'll play that as well. I'll steal a line from Mulan here. Our guy, Austin Bechtold, he's all grown up in saving China, baby. <laughs> Wait until you hear this moment in a second here. Austin Bechtold with one of the great moments of his career. But first, a couple of things we didn't mention yet today, Doran. We've gone 1,000 miles an hour on today's show. Peter King's retiring. That's right. Taking a page out of Ron Cook's book. Dominique Foxworth on ESPN was asked, which team should trade for Justin Fields? He said the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. So that will just never die. And apparently Albert Breer says that this deal is going to happen this week at the Combine. Not with the Steelers necessarily, but with a team at the Combine. They're going to trade him. And then T. Higgins was franchise tagged by the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. 21-ish million dollars. I'd imagine they get a long-term deal done with him. Yes. Have to, right? He's their number two. And he's a really good number two. Really good number two. He's a one, what, 20 places maybe Probably. in the league? I think he's that yeah. He's that good. And that team, we didn't get the best of them this year because you saw Joe Burrow go down with an injury. It's why I'm so fatalistic about the Steelers' chances. But that's not what we're doing here in this final segment. We'll send you off with a bang. How about Austin Bechtold? Baldwin High School men's hoops against North Allegheny on Friday. First time in 21 years they win a playoff game on their home court. You know who was on the call? Austin Bechtold. How about this? So N.A. will throw it in. Six-point game. Lukic throws it in. Three-pointer up. Dopperak. Off the mark for the first time in 21 years. The Baltimore Fighting Highlanders have won a playoff game in the first ever home playoff game in Baldwin basketball history. All right, we're going to react to that. The 50-minute mm-hmm. mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, Ram Route 19, and Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. There's a ton of crowd noise. The microphone's popping. It's high school, baby. You love it. Get him a new mic. But the call, the call was very good from our guy, really Beck good. D, right? Really good. Really good. Proud of Beck D. And you know what? You could tell the passion in his voice because that is the school he graduated, graduated from. So... Uh, to be able to go back and call a game, I'm sure that it was a, a significant moment for him. But good job, Beck D. And shout out to Jeff Ackerman, who's the head coach of Baldwin. He has won many, many whippules in the, uh, his uh, tenure as being a head coach at Moon, at Pine Richland. So shout out to Jeff Ackerman, my man there. And Beck D, good job, man. Yeah, he did a really good job. And you can also hear those games on KDK AM uh, 1020. That's not where he did it. Because he also did a nice social media interview after the game, mm. which we got to give him his flowers for the good final call. He captured, I think, the emotion of it, and then the call cuts off because he lets it breathe. That's what a good play-by-play guy does. So he's interviewing one of the players after the game. And, well, if we've given him his flowers, we also have to mess with him a little bit. What a game. The first win for the Baldwin Fighting Highlanders in a playoff game and the first ever home playoff win for Baldwin, the first ever home playoff game. 21 years, Nate. Yep. Were you even born 21 years ago? No, I, I was two. Tyler Zeman was one the last time Baldwin won a playoff game. <laughs> I, I, I hope that he wasn't born 21 years ago. Yeah, they might not be eligible. They're going to have that taken away. It's going to be like Reggie Bush's <laughs> Heisman. If my man is 21 years old, 
They're doing some stuff at Baldwin. <laughs> Were you even born 21 years ago? What a game. The first win for the Baldwin Fighting Highlanders in a playoff game. And the first ever home playoff win for Baldwin in the first ever home playoff game. 21 years, Nate. Yep. Were you even born 21 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> he's standing back there. He's cracking up. <laughs> this is a high school kid. Were you even born 21 years ago? What was your first shot of liqueur? <laughs> Where are you guys going out after this? A bar on 51? We'll see you. We'll see I'll you at the hideaway. Yeah. <laughs> see you at the beehive. I'll meet you there. I think he did that because we do that to him so often. We do. There'll be a big moment and a player will do something who's 21, 22. Becky, were you even born when that guy was, was? Was he alive when you were born? I think that's what happened there. Were you even alive 21 years ago? Great job on the final call, though, Becky. Great job, Becky. Where are we going after this? I'm gonna have a couple cold ones. Let's head to Tequila Cowboy. Jacks, this kid just walking off the court, cheap in cigarettes. All right, we got Becky tomorrow. We'll continue to razz him at approximately 5:40. Tomorrow morning, up next, the Joe Show. I believe Paul Zeiss is in with Joe Starkey today. That is going to be wild. Wild. Who keeps the other on the rails more? <laughs> Betty. <laughs> yeah. Whoever's producing. All right. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. Today, high 51. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.